have the call to it, pending if we go to Wisconsin. Volleyball, we will have the call both nights on mgoblue.com. They split this weekend against Illinois. They lost to Northwestern. They won, and they'll have Purdue and Indiana at home this weekend. But for everyone in the studio tonight, for Bill, Andrew, John, Jeremy, and Jillian, I am Rushi saying good night and go blue. Please, Michigan, please upset someone in the next two weeks. Let's get it started. Let's get it started in here. Let's get it started. Let's get it started in here. Let's get it started. Let's get it. The only six seconds left, and then Chad Kowarik will be released. Six seconds of power play time remaining. Henson was thrown out of the uh, face-off circle because Desch went over to shout instructions to Kalorn. Thank you for listening to WCBN FM Ann Arbor. If you'd like to contact the sports department, please email us at sports at WCBN.org or call the station at 734-763-3500. Pass comes forward. Here's Hensick. Now to Kaloric. He's behind the defense. He's in. Shot and score. Chad Kaloric out of the penalty box gives the Wolverines a 4 nothing lead. Let's get it started Let's get it started Let's get it started It's the time of the season for Well, uh, good evening and welcome to another edition of Gray Matters, the weekly news and media talk show. Uh, my name is Dick Whaley, and my partner, Jim Dwyer, has school responsibilities tonight, so he won't be here. Obviously, a sort of big week with uh, all sorts of things going on domestically, elections, the economy, uh, this Fort Hood incident. Uh, Middle East uh, talks, all sorts of things going on. Nothing's going on with the U of M football team, though. Anyway, um, I guess I'll start out, and I want to emphasize that these are uh, my comments and my comments alone. They're neither endorsed by the station uh, down here of WCBN or the regents of the University of Michigan, which uh, hold the FCC license. So I'll talk very briefly about the Fort Hood incident. Um, there's a late-breaking story this afternoon from Reuters uh, that was uh, reported on MSNBC, but not CNN. CNN had a different perspective about the possibility that Nadal Malik Hassan, the uh, major that uh, apparently committed the uh, acts in Fort Hood uh, this past uh, Friday, um, was in contact with al-Qaeda. Um, this is mind-boggling, and uh, I'm going to make a couple of comments here that, that I think are important based on some of the coverage that I saw Friday. Um, I hate stories like this. I hate when the um, cable news networks sort of drop everything that's going on in the world virtually and, and cover something like this obsessively because there's obviously a lot of rumors, um, quote-unquote stories uh, claims, um, 
that proved to be false. And I find it quite interesting to make the distinction about how the reporting changed from the time that we learned that the alleged gunman, and I, I don't even uh, think we even need to say alleged anymore. I think it's quite clear that he committed these acts. Uh, two things are quite clear. Uh, he was a very troubled individual with a lot of personal problems. Um, the second thing that's quite clear is uh, he's not going to need to worry about serving in Afghanistan because um, uh, he's eventually going to be executed. The question is when. <laughs> and then there, the other important thing is to make the distinction between where the line goes between a devout believer in a religious uh, faith devout believer, uh, because he's been characterized as devout, to uh, zealotry. Um, I think that it's completely irrelevant that he was against our policies uh, regarding the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan. Uh, there are many soldiers that are against the policies uh, regarding those wars. But two stories have come out that have not yet been confirmed. I think it's important to... Uh, to note that, for instance, uh, in today's uh, New York Times and yesterday's New York Times regarding the issue of a plot um, or a terrorist conspiracy, that those things are still being investigated. But two reports have come out so far that are very troubling and would suggest that this is going to go beyond just an investigation into the acts of Nadal Malik Hassan, the major. Uh, that committed these acts. It's interesting that the right wing is already um, promoting the terrorism uh, al-Qaeda thing. This, this has been going on already on some of the uh, conservative uh, news networks. And then, of course, good old Joe Lieberman, who appeared on uh, Fox News uh, Sunday this weekend, uh, pretty much has thrown this word around, claiming that uh, Congress should investigate whether or not there was terrorism involved. Well, the act was clearly <laughs> terror, but whether this is uh, organized terror or not is remains unclear. The New York Times thus far in their coverage has noted that the report that uh, uh, Nadal Malik Hassan uh, had posted a blog in which he expressed sympathy with suicide bombers has not yet been confirmed. Um, so I think it's important to realize that that is a report. That is an allegation. That's part of the continuing ongoing investigation. And as I say, I think it's very interesting to note how the media coverage changed from the moment that they learned that this suspect would survive. Uh, dead men tell, uh, tell no tales. That's a cliché. Um, this guy will end up being maybe the most investigated person uh, regarding such an act, uh, probably since Lee Harvey Oswald. And it's interesting, of course, I'm sort of an amateur expert on the Kennedy assassination, some of the similarities between this individual and Lee Harvey Oswald, the frugality, the sort of lone, loner aspect, the uh, socially awkwardness that this guy allegedly had. And what's strange, of course, is that a conflicting picture emerges regarding this guy's social skills. Uh, we've had a report that the when he uh, served in 
Walter Reed Hospital, uh, basically as a uh, psychologist slash psychiatrist that was dealing with uh, post-traumatic stress syndrome, a problem, by the way, that has been well uh, documented as a serious problem for the Army, um, that he may not have been given a lot of patience because of internal concerns about his demeanor or the way he handled these things or even his personal his personal uh, beliefs because it's quite clear as i've said that this guy at some point became a quote unquote devout muslim uh that apparently uh most of the acquaintances and relatives and whatnot have said uh, uh, sort of started um after his parents died you know, along with his uh, siblings because he had um relatives that apparently uh, also became, quote, devout. And when this changed to zealotry, and if it ever actually did, um, this man bought a gun in Texas. Um, I'm not a, a gun expert, but the, the gun has been characterized as a cop killer. It has uh, armor-piercing bullets. Apparently the gun costs over $1,000 just for a pistol. And uh, it's very troubling, by the way, that uh, anybody can buy such a weapon or that these are legal. We don't, under, we don't know what kind of a background check uh, went into this individual by the gun shop because apparently he bought it locally in Killeen. And Killeen, of course, has been the, the site of other mass uh, murder incidents in American history recently, some of the worst, uh, as I seem to recall. There was a restaurant shooting at a... Lubies um, in the area. So uh, it's quite clear that uh, this was a troubled individual. It's quite clear that he may have ex- uh, suffered from a thing that they're calling compassion fatigue, in which he had to deal with counselors. Uh, as, as a counselor, he had to deal with uh, patients uh, that were uh, suffering from post traumatic stress syndrome. And it may be become evident that the military and the intelligence agencies of the American government screwed up massively here. Um, I don't quite understand if uh, the report about the uh, web posting regarding sympathy for suicide bombers is true or not, but if it is true, this guy should have been court-martialed immediately and uh, should have been thrown out of the military and been made to repay uh, the million dollars that the uh, uh, the American military uh, used to pay his tuition at Virginia Tech. I find it ironic that he went to Virginia Tech because, of course, uh, Virginia Tech was where we had a horrific um, mass murder shooting several years ago. Um by another troubled individual uh, experiencing some of the same problems, uh, ostracization by uh, colleagues, uh, teasing, that sort of thing, and this uh, fragile nature of, uh, of, of all people. All people uh, suffer a, a certain degree of these things throughout our life, but it doesn't mean that we necessarily go out and buy cop killer guns and decide to shoot uh, 45 people or whatever the total was a uh, semi-automatic um, with with armor-piercing bullets. This is, uh, this is a very troubling um, aspect about the case, and there are many. And this late story today uh, that Reuters uh, 
is reporting, but uh, MSNBC, Chris Matthews' hardball show, uh, reported that uh, he may have been in direct contact with al-Qaeda, and our intelligence agencies knew it. If this turns out to be true, um, this this case is going to have far more repercussions than whether or not this was an act of quote-unquote terrorism. And I think that it was very troubling that Joe Lieberman would, you know, go on television a day after Obama uh, cautioned um, all Americans to um, not jump to conclusions. And uh, while I have uh, not yet jumped to conclusions because I emphasize that the uh, web posting regarding sympathy with suicide bombers has not yet been confirmed. And, of course, the Reuters story, um, we don't know what the sources are. Um, people are speaking on conditions of anonymity. And we have to remember here that there are turf battles involved. But what's quite clear is that there were people within the military that were troubled by this guy long ago and actions weren't taken, and we need to know why as Americans. Uh, if the interests of the military become that we need warm bodies more than um, rational people in uh, doing their jobs, um, then we have a problem. Uh, this story, of course, has gotten far more coverage than the incident that occurred um, at uh, several months ago in which a presumably Christian fellow uh, went on a rampage and killed five people. And that's to be expected. This happened on American soil at the largest military base in the world. And the overwhelming aspect that these uh, psychologists and psychiatrists, these counselors that are dealing with uh, post-traumatic stress syndrome, uh, have to deal with is uh, was staggering. And I think that this is another aspect of this uh, whole story that needs to be uh, further elaborated upon so that the American people understand that this is literally the collateral damage of going to war. Uh, we have emphasized down here in, in the past that it has been well established even by the military's own uh, studies that most individuals suffer after sustained combat. Um, the first uh, studies on this occurred during the so-called African uh, campaign of World War II. Uh, when human individuals experience more than 30 days of sustained combat, they begin to suffer, um, many uh, begin to suffer symptoms of post-traumatic stress syndrome. Um, the military also in World War II did studies that showed that after six months, uh, the military um, soldiers would suffer post-traumatic uh, post stress syndrome after six months of sustained combat. 98% um, was the number, um, and the remaining 2% were characterized as psychotics. That there are psychotics and mentally deranged people in the military cannot simply be dismissed. Um, I don't like to always uh, say that movies illuminate the problems um, and that you should trust movies, but I think that the movie Platoon and the movie Full Metal Jacket, one directed by Oliver Stone, Platoon, and Full Metal Jacket directed by um, um, Stanley Kubrick, 
as well as The Battle of Algiers, another uh, documentary that I recommend, uh, a French movie made, made in the mid-60s mid about the French experience in Algeria. A movie, by the way, that uh, apparently has required training for all military personnel to see, uh, to, to show, to illustrate, to illuminate exactly what kinds of conditions are going on. Full Metal Jacket, of course, uh, the first half of the movie shows the, the thought, uh, the training process in which uh, uh, raw recruits are uh, literally um, psychologically brainwashed into becoming killers. It's not pretty. It's frightening. And uh, without uh, going into the details of the movie, Kubrick actually used a real drill sergeant to play the part of the, mil the uh, military sergeant, the trainer, the head trainer, that shows that normal human beings are not uh, inclined to naturally kill people, but they must be trained to do so. Uh, it's quite unclear exactly what sort of military training uh, Dalbalik Hassan had, because he apparently, against his family's wishes, joined the military right out of high school and eventually got into uh, uh, sort of an academic part of, uh, of uh, training and became a major, which uh, I find kind of staggering uh, given what little, what, 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 you know, what I know about the case so far. And, of course, in Platoon, Platoon addresses the issue uh, that was uh, not widespread or not... Uh, an epidemic in Vietnam, but the, the characterization of fragging in which uh, uh, soldiers would kill each other out in the field uh, focuses on the, the psychotic nature of a particular sergeant played, uh, I think, brilliantly by Tom Berenger and the uh, sort of shock that a young green recruit um, played by Charlie Sheen goes through and the rivalry that they had within this little uh, search-and-destroy platoon unit in Vietnam. Vietnam, of course, uh, destroyed many lives, um, millions of Vietnamese people's lives, but many American lives. Soldiers were drafted for Vietnam. And the difference between an army in which the draft is used versus an army in which um, is an all-volunteer army, as we have now, is, is, is very important. None of the people that died at Fort Hood deserved to be shot or killed uh, for any reason whatsoever. Um, this is uh, mass murder. And it's uh, odd, in a, in a kind of strange sort of way, that uh, this was not a murder-suicide. Murder-suicides, by the way, beleaguer our nation almost on a daily basis. Americans have no idea that there are hundreds of murder-suicides every day. You're, you read tragic stories about uh, some guy in Arkansas, we'll just pick that state randomly, that uh, lost his job, is struggling financially, and decides to come home and kill his children and his wife and himself. These, you know, it's the easy access to guns. I've always said there need, need to be uh, extensive waiting day uh, periods to purchase uh, guns, because uh, many people buy guns at the heat of the moment, and it's interesting that this gun purchase seemed to have taken place uh, within days of uh, Nadal Malik Hassan's arrival uh, at Fort Hood. Uh, he had apparently worked 
spent most of his military career as a counselor slash psychiatrist at Walter Reed Hospital. And, of course, Walter Reed Hospital was in the uh, news extensively several years ago because of the, uh, in fact, a Washington Post reporter, I think, won a Pulitzer Prize over exposing the uh, the, the horrendous uh, conditions at this military hospital um, where he was working. Uh, we need to know more. Uh, we need to uh, allow investigations to occur. But I think that uh, Joe Lieberman's call that this needs to be a congressional investigation as an act of terrorism uh, is, is premature and misguided. Congress's role here should be uh, examining the role that the military and the intelligence agencies played, what they knew when they knew it about uh, Nadal Malik Hassan. And the Reuters report is, is a preliminary report. They, they listed no dates or who was contacted or any of this. So once again, this is a premature report, but it's out there. And if true, uh, it coupled with the allegation that there may have been a, uh, a web posting in which uh, Nadal Malik Hassan expressed sympathy uh, for suicide bombers as well as kamikaze uh, pilots from the World War II era in which uh, Japanese kamikaze pilots uh, would sometimes uh, deliberately crash their ships into uh, boats and whatnot, uh, 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 marine vessels, is troubling. Um, if higher-up officials knew this and sort of brushed it aside and uh, the initial reports indicate that uh, regarding the contacts with al-Qaeda were that uh, the intelligence said, well, this is, we, we're not worried about this because all he does is uh, counseling. Um, this, is, this is shameful uh, negligence, to say the least. So uh, this story obviously is a it has a lot of moving parts. It's still underway. And uh, I, I think it's actually good that it's, it's quieted down. But I, uh, once again, would love to make the observation that I thought the coverage changed on this story markedly after the media realized that this gunman would uh, survive, although apparently in a coma, uh, apparently he's improving and uh, may even be conscious. Um, speculating about motives and all this other stuff, of course, uh, may be a premature, but uh, it's quite clear from what we know uh, that this guy was a troubled individual in many aspects of his life. Um, he probably should have been out of the military one way or another. And it's important to emphasize once again that if it costs the American taxpayers over a million dollars to invest in one individual, this number, by the way, is the same number that the American military allegedly spent on training uh, George W. Bush to train as a pilot uh, in the Texas National Air Guard back in the 60s, uh, I think it's time for our society to begin to uh, acknowledge these costs and begin questioning more uh, why we're involved in so many wars so frequently. Uh, and uh, our army, our military is broken. It's broken because... You know, as the saying goes from a famous World War II movie, we've gone a bridge too far. Uh, the Iraq War has 
oddly enough, played right into the hands of the Islamic extremists. This was their war plan, get America into a second war in the, in the Middle East, the, the, the Near East slash whatever, and we simply don't have the troops on the ground uh, to deal with two conflicts in, in geographic areas, one the size of Texas, Afghanistan, and one the size of California, Iraq. Uh, and um, I don't know what else to say. I mean, our country needs to start reexamining the cost of these wars. I find it mind-boggling that in the health care debate, uh, we have, you know, the opponents of, of changing health care. And, of course, there was a, v- a vote in Congress that's just sort of the first... Uh, the, the first marker in this uh, in this ongoing uh, uh, p- battle, because uh, it, it's a battle, and of course it's getting off on tangents like abortion. I have no idea why abortion is part of a debate about uh, reforming health care. This, this is mind-boggling. Um, it's interesting, by the way, on the vote on health care, uh, maybe to change subjects here very briefly, uh, because obviously the Fort Hood uh, shooting will be a story that will probably go on for months. Um, and uh, I believe that he will be, uh, the suspect will be tried in uh, military court and eventually executed, because I, I don't think there's any question about the the guilt here or uh, whether there was premeditation. I think that's uh, it's quite clear. I don't really buy this thing that he just suddenly snapped. No, I think that this guy uh, played possum, as they say, and uh, had planned on doing something this uh, horrific, uh, at some point, um, and the exact reasons why may never be known, but it's obviously going to be a myriad of, of uh, a combination of things. His uh, his uh, transition from being a devout Muslim to a zealous one, uh, his uh, having these personal problems both with women slash marriage, apparently he had uh, rejected many candidates because they weren't pious enough and had used um, um, local mosques both uh, apparently in the D.C. area and uh, in Fort Hood in in which he attempted to find a wife. Uh, These things are, of course, alien to most Americans and um, are very troubling, to say the least. And, of course, his background, having uh, come from um, Ramallah, uh, you know, which is now part of uh, the so-called occupied West Bank. He's called an immigrant from Jordan. Well, that used to be Jordanian territory. <laughs> That's the West Bank. This is intertwined with American foreign policy in the Middle East, and uh, the, these these problems can't uh, be dismissed. Remember that Mohammed Atta, the ringleader of the uh, 9-11 plot in, in terms of operations, was... Uh, was uh, an Egyptian who, um, at, at, a, at a young age, it was quite clear, uh, had been uh, greatly affected by the uh, the '67 war. So um, we need to, to know more. We need to put things into context, and we need to not jump to conclusions, but we also need to ask probing questions about the uh, accountability of um, our intelligence agency, our military. Um, you know, we, we have a book that's been prominently, uh, it's, it's, it's on the bestseller list about the involvement of Stanley McChrystal in falsifying 
uh, military records regarding the Pat Tillman case, which was a, uh, a case of friendly fire uh, in Afghanistan. Uh, Pat Tillman, a former NFL safety that volunteered for the American military after 9-11, uh, basically, uh, you know, giving up pro football in which he was uh, being paid millions of dollars to play uh, to serve uh, honorably in the American military. Real briefly on the health care debate as we're winding out of time and the elections, I, I don't think it really matters who won the governorships of New Jersey and Virginia. Uh, the Democrats had a terrible candidate in Virginia and uh, Pat Robertson's uh, man uh, in uh, Richmond now uh, downplayed his connections to the far right and his religious uh, uh, zealotry uh, and upplayed his uh, practicality, his practical uh, ideas regarding Virginia's big issue, transportation. Um, we'll see what happens there. As for Corzine in New Jersey, I predicted last week that I thought he would hold on to win. I thought that because the third-party candidate, uh, a guy named Taggart, who uh, his big uh, reason that he went way up in the polls was he was proposing a, a big property tax cut, just simply didn't do as well as uh, the, the polls last week showed he would. And it's quite clear that the probably five out of six, he, you know, he was, he was basically polling around uh, 13 to 14 percent. It's quite clear that basically 80 to 90 percent of his supporters voted for Christie, um, not Corzine. And Corzine had other problems. He obviously is not a charismatic man, but y uh, you can put this down on a tweet or a Twitter. He had one big problem, Goldman Sachs. Uh, he had been the CEO of Goldman Sachs. And, of course, Goldman Sachs is in the news uh, uh, quite a lot uh, regarding the TARP and their role in the financial morass that we've created. Uh, we're now learning more, by the way, that Goldman Sachs was uh, making money off short selling on the credit default swaps and the mortgages. They were creating the product that they knew was bad and then on the side betting that the uh, mortgage market would tank and they hence made a lot of money on that. Interesting. That's the kind of capitalism that some Americans seem to favor. I don't. Um, the big election, you know, nationally was in the 23rd district, and here uh, the far right uh, got drubbed. Um, they uh, cut their nose off to spite their face, and it's interesting in the health care debate, um, the Democrats got two votes over the number they needed, and the recent winner of the 23rd district voted for the bill. Uh, it's, in the, uh, it's in the roll call uh, uh, in today's New York Times. Fascinating. Uh, the other thing that's fascinating is the one Republican voted for the bill. And while I didn't see this live on CNN, I saw a kind of a pseudo replay of it. And it's quite clear that the Republican that voted for the bill voted for the bill at the last second. He voted for the bill after it passed because he was still listed as not voting when the total was 217. And then all of a sudden it went to 218, and then all of a sudden the Republican vote switched uh, as one of the yes votes. So uh, you take his uh, being on the fence and you take the 23rd District uh, upstate New York election results, and uh, maybe you have Sarah Palin and uh, 
Tim Pawlenty and Dick Army and this whole Fred Thompson, this whole kind of right wing rump uh, operation in the GOP that's going on, maybe have them to thank for the fact that this health care bill got through the House. Now, obviously.